This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. everyone and welcome to the Think Future radio show. My name is Chris Kalabukas and once again we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. I can do better than that. Deep, deep. Well, maybe I can't. We're talking innovation startups, the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. I completely forget what show number it is. Damn it. I hate when that happens. I have all these plans to check to see which show number it is before I get on the air, and I completely forget. So don't worry about it. It will be in the metadata. It will be in iTunes, so you'll know which show number it is. And by the way, the actually contest, that's right, folks, that word does not, that particular utterance does not count. That contest is continuing. Uh, basically the way that it works, that if you hear me say that word, that word that I just said, at any point in the show other than the time I just said it, uh, just uh, pop me an email at thinkfuture at gmail.com, thinkfuture at gmail.com, and let me know which show number and route about which t- at what time in the show I said it. And the first person to send me an email with that information will win... $20 by PayPal. That's right, folks. 20 U.S. smackaroos via PayPal. So, <laughs> I've been seeing a very interesting trend, uh, and um, it seems to me that the, the uh, world of agile project management, the world of Scrum, daily stand-ups, burn-down charts, all of that good stuff is now eating the world. That's right, folks. Agile methodologies are eating the world. Because I seem to be coming across implementations of Agile in completely different areas now. It's not just projects, it's not just software project management anymore. Software project management is just where it started. It's just where it started as a more rapid way of developing software projects. More rapid, more accurate, um, less prone to going off spec sort of thing. And if you guys are aware of agile project management, I'm sure most of you are aware of Agile project management methodologies. There's plenty of things that differentiate it from waterfall in that you don't do things in sequence and you don't throw things to other groups and everybody's involved and yada yada. You know, I'm not going to go into Agile in a deep, deep way because there's so much out there. There's so much out there already 
just go search for Agile Project Management Methodology. Just go search for Agile, and more than likely, you'll find tons of information on it, and I won't have to tell you about it. So get yourself familiar with it, familiarized with it on your own. I'm not here to teach you Agile Project Management. You can get that from many, many other sources. But the thing I'm finding interesting is that the concept of Agile Project Management is invading other realms. It is invading the realm of design. It is invading the realm of innovation. It is invading the realm of life in general. And one has to wonder, is Agile invading the world? Or is the world simply Agile to begin with? Is life already agile and if you're not living your life in an agile way is there something wrong with you see I read this interesting book or I had this interesting uh, you guys remember Forbes magazine used to have this quarterly publication called ASAP which had to do with everything technological everything technical happening in the world so it was all about the boom around the turn of the century when um, Silicon Valley was at its first zenith or second zenith or something like that, maybe around the internet times, talking about how... And it was this really great article by um, this author who wrote how the West won against the East. And in this article, she was talking about the difference between planning and resilience. So she was saying that the reason why Silicon Valley companies were getting so much more money because and, and were doing so much better is that they focus their efforts on resilience over planning. Whereas on the East Coast, they focus their efforts on planning over resilience. So, for example, and she gave an example of the weather. So the weather on the East Coast, you knew that every year, right around the same time when winter struck, it would be cold, it would be snowing, it would be wet, it would be raining. You would prepare for it, right? So you knew that winter was coming, you knew you had to get snow tires, you knew to had to wear parkas, you knew you had to wear boots, you had to plan, 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 work your plan. So you planned your work, and you worked your plan. And for the longest time, that's what management was all about. Exactly the same thing. It's planning your work, and then working your plan. Planning your work, and then working your plan. And if you met your plan, then you did well. Right? So, if you think about it, that's how management kind of works generally across the board in most industries outside of software development, outside of the of the internet world, outside of the tech bubble. That's how a lot of companies work. They do, they plan things out, and then they attempt to meet the objectives of the plan. But everyone knows that life is very messy. Everyone knows that life is change. So the question is, how do you build that into your plan? You can't build it into your plan in a substantial way so that it will allow you to predict where your plans are going. So you can create a multiple, a multiplicity of plans. I was talking to somebody about this just yesterday, about how, how do you predict the future? How do you scenario plan? How do you figure out where things are going to go if you have so many variables and you have no idea of how these things are going to change. And there's so much onus placed on planning. 
And a lot of the times it has to do with investment, right? Because if you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that based on my current figures that I'm going to have X number of customers in a year. And in order to service X number of customers in a year, I'm going to need to have Y amount of resources to service X amount of customers. And then you go, well, what if it's super successful? Let's plan for double X. And what if it's not so successful? Let's plan for half X. And then let's make sure that we can, we can handle both of those scenarios. Right? So the plan occurs. And what if you, it's only a quarter X. Or what if it's four X? You haven't planned for that. So it didn't work. Your plans are thrown into the trash. And you go, oh man, we either lost a lot of money or we, we made a lot of money, but the, the people weren't serviced well. This is what the East Coast was doing. It was planning, and then it was affecting a plan. But the problem is life gets in the way. Life has changed. On the other hand, on the other coast, on the West Coast, we built our companies for resilience. And she made the interesting point of connecting it with earthquakes because you can't really plan for an earthquake. You can't really tell when an earthquake is going to hit. So if since you can't tell when an earthquake is going to hit, you can prepare for the eventual reality of an earthquake, but then you have to look at how do I bounce back from this devastating attack. So we don't come at it from the let's plan what's going to happen and then work our plan. We come at it from the, let's move forward, and if something negative hits us hard, let's make sure that we can bounce back fast. And in her thesis, she was saying that that's one of the reasons why Silicon Valley companies were making so much more money, why they were attracting so much more investment, was because they knew how to bounce back from adversity faster. And if you think about it, that is agile In a nutshell, Agile, in a nutshell, puts together some light plans through things called user stories. And then it starts implementing those plans. And then when things change, when life changes, when a customer says, puts up their hand and says, you know what, this is not going to work for me. I need to change it. That's built into the process. So that's the beauty of Agile project management is that Agile methodologies is that when things change, when life changes... When requirements change, they can be easily integrated and iterated upon because the whole thing is an iteration. You have a general idea of what you want to do. You start working on what you want to do. And then as you're doing, as you're working on what you want to do, then you realize this isn't going to work. This is going to work. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And you eventually iterate to the point where you have something. This is an agile model. It's a lean startup model. That's the way it works. And it's great for software project management. And like I said, it's more about what life is like. It integrates life. That's what's so beautiful about Agile is that it integrates life. Life is change. Once you realize that life is change, then Agile seems the only way to go. So in project management, that's great. But why can't we apply Agile to everyday life? This is the beauty of it is that people have tried to plan their lives in the same way that those East Coasters tried to plan their business. They, they make a plan, and then they plan their work. Or they make a plan for their life, and then they plan their life, and then they work their life. But then, li- then other things get in the way. Changes get in the way. Life gets in the way of the plan. And what do they do? Are they either scrap it, or they spend a bunch of time on a new plan? 
that ain't going to work, folks. We need to take what life is all about. We need to work around life and say, if life is change, if things are constantly changing and evolving, what do we need to do? Well, we need to build in resilience to bounce back from this these changes that take us, these things that take us down hard. We need to be able to bounce back fast. We need to be able to handle those changes. And we need to understand that those are things that happen. We don't have to be afraid of them. We just take them in stride and then bounce back up again after that. And you can take this methodology, this agile methodology, and apply it to your entire life. You can apply it to your relationships. You can apply it to whether you're building a house. You can apply it to, uh, I don't know, any new project that you happen to be working on. You can do the exact same thing to all of these things. Agile is eating the world. You know how Mark Andreessen famously said software is eating the world? Well, from my perspective, Agile is now eating the world. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing not to have super detailed plans. It's a good thing not to have, you know, to understand that there's there's a huge amount of variability in what happens in the world. And you have to plan for that. You have to be ready for adversity. So it's funny when I'm sitting in meetings and people are talking about sales plans and, and, and technology plans and this plan and that plan. And all of these plans could be thrown into a complete upheaval by one small change. And I think to myself, you know what, guys? You, you're looking at it wrong. You can't plan to this level of detail. You've got a nice high-level idea of where you want to go and then let life help you iterate to where you're eventually going to get. I mean, look at these companies like uh, Flickr and Slack. And there's plenty of companies where they, they, they started one way, they completely pivoted, and they did something completely different. I mean, it's the same for our life. I mean, you could pivot between chemistry and 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 uh music and math and all sorts of other things you could you can pivot all the time people are allowed to pivot in order to do something better and you pivot because life says to you you know what you're going in the wrong direction change direction and you need to be flexible enough to be able to change direction until you're going in the direction that you want to go so that's it. What do you think of that? Agile is eating the world. Do you guys think that the application of agile project management methodologies outside of the world of software project management is legit? Or am I full of hot air? Anyways, that's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future.